Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, you guys. I'm super excited to tell you about this episode today. So as you guys can see from the title, it is called Mindset Work to Overcome Anxiety. I decided to create this episode with my guest because she has such an incredible and inspiring story and very amazing tips that have helped her through moments of anxiety and experiencing panic attacks. And that's something that I really wanted to bring more of two crooked illness, more tips on anxiety, dealing with panic attacks, things like that, because I know they're so helpful because I've done a few episodes in the past where some of that stuff was highlighted. And I really wanted to dive deeper into the story of my guest who I will be introducing you guys to in a minute before I dive into the episode. But this is just a little preview of what we're going to be getting into. So I'm super excited to hear her advice on what she does related to mindset, mindset work in dealing with anxiety. So she has really great tips and I'm very fascinated by this and love talking about this because this is also something that has been huge and very helpful to me in my own struggles that I've had in the past is doing work on mindset. She shares tips on what she does each day, what her daily habits look like, her routine, how she's had to change certain things that she does each day to be able to start her day off on the right foot, in the right state of mind, with the right energy, and not in that black cloud, black hole, funk mindset, negativity just spiraling everywhere. So she really offers great, great tips on that, especially related to that daily routine part that I really think is important of, you know, starting your day, whether it be doing gratitude, journaling, practicing affirmations, doing meditation, yoga, going for a walk, taking time to reflect, just taking that time when you get up to start your day with that amazing mindset instead of getting up and dreading what you have to do and just letting all of that soak up and just lead you down that spiraling path of this day is going to suck. No, you guys, we want to start, we want to start the day off right. So I'm super excited to introduce my guests to you guys and to be able to 
to just get into her story and the experiences that she has had so far and how she's been able to turn that around, really completely spiral that those negative moments in her life and in her experience into something positive, into moving forward and really being able to, to do that and how that happened for her. So I'm super excited to bring this journey to you guys because I know that a lot of people listening, love hearing about tips for anxiety. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening who are, who have struggled with anxiety or know someone who is struggling with anxiety or has struggled with it. And some of these tips could be very helpful to those people listening or anyone who has experienced this personally. So I'm super excited to bring this to you guys. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, guys, let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Crooked Illness. As you guys can see from the title, Mindset Work to Overcome Anxiety, my guest and I are going to be diving into this along with key moments in my guest story that are helpful to hear about. My guest today is the beautiful Maya Roffler. Maya is the host of the My Opinion podcast, where she she discusses leadership for established, upcoming, and aspiring leaders. She offers great tips on how to become a better leader along with inspirational messages from her guests. So without further ado, I am pleased to welcome Maya to the podcast. You're so sweet. Thank you, Paris. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to dive into your story because we got into this before recording this and I am just so happy to have this highlighted and hear about all the things that you did related to mindset to overcome anxiety because I think that's so important. So before we dive into that, tell me about yourself and your journey so far. Yeah, so that could be a whole episode in itself, right? So yes, um, yes. like you said, I have my own podcast, My Opinion. That's how we really connected. Um, I am a leadership expert. I have been in a leadership role for, oh my gosh, 11, 12 years now and remotely. So I really help women with that and I coach them on that. I also help um, people start their own podcasts, um, predominantly women, but I help some guys too. Um, so do that. And I also help people start their own brand because that kind of goes hand in hand. So I have my own business. Um, my opinion, it all falls under that, but I also have the ladies leadership league, which is my coaching business. Uh, so yeah, that's what I do. That's who I am in kind of a nutshell. And I am someone who has anxiety and has dealt with that for many, many years. And I know we're going to talk about that today. So excited. Yes. To I love that. I love all of the stuff that you do, all of the work that you do. And I'm so glad that we got to connect and, you know, make this conversation a reality because, you know, really hearing about your experiences and how you were able to overcome that and become aware of what was happening and what it was doing to you was really inspiring to hear and just to to hear your message overall. So last time we spoke, you shared a really powerful story with me of what inspired you to launch your podcast, My Opinion. So I'd love to hear what was the inspiration behind that decision? So yeah, it's, it's again, kind of an interesting story. <laughs> so I um, was back in 2016, I was on a dating show, a reality show, and it was a crazy weird experience. Anybody who's done reality TV knows it's a weird experience. And while filming the show um, through different parts of it in November of 2016, I tragically lost my brother in a homicide. And it was a really 
hard and difficult experience because obviously being a contestant on the show, that was not shown. So we wrapped filming in January of 2017, um, doing the reunion and all of us were there and, you know, the girls and it was crazy. And I was really struggling, really struggling still and didn't really want to film that, but I was glad that I did because you need some normalcy after going through something like that. And so when the show aired uh, or started to air um, in April of 2017, I had a friend of mine who was a radio veteran. He had been radio for over 20 years and he had asked me to do some stuff like this in the past, but I was like, no, no, no. Like I never thought I would do a podcast a lot like your story. Like never thought I would do a podcast. And he's like, you should do a podcast. Just try it out to tell your story behind all of this, because this is really crazy what happened to you and people aren't getting your side of this. And so wasn't really supposed to do that because of NDAs and stuff, but I had this nickname, my opinion, I'm very opinionated. So I was like, cool, we'll call it that. So he produced it, um, we launched it and it was a hit. Uh, it went forward for three seasons, um, but the first season really focused on my experience on the show. And I was absolutely terrified to do it. Um, but as I started to get into it and start, like started to share my story and then what happened with my brother and, I saw people kind of responding to it and really getting to know the real me, which is the irony of reality TV. Um, it was so rewarding. I wanted to keep going. And wow. then, yeah. And wow. so I stopped after three seasons because I'm like, reality TV is not who I am. I want to talk about, you know, what I care about. So in uh, September of 2019, I relaunched with the same name, but focusing on leadership, which is, you know, what I do for a living. That's so, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. And the part I think I find the most interesting about that and your story is the fact that you were on a reality show when you lost your brother. Because, you know, often, you know, when people are, you know, because we don't really know. If you're watching a reality show, we we think we're connected with the people, you know, we see on the mm -hmm. show. We get to, you get to see their personality or whatever's being filmed. And you start to, you know, see parts of the person that you like or don't like. But like you said, you know, people don't really know you. They just know what is shown and what it, you know, what is, and I remember you sharing with me last time that you were depicted as more of the villain on that. So, you know, pe oh, people yeah. having that, you know, idea mm -hmm. of, you know, this is who this girl is, this is what she's like. But like you said, you know, they don't really know your experience and, you know, what you went through. And I know you were, and especially having to go back and film the reunion at, right after you lost your brother and having to go back and, and be in that process must have taken so much to even, to even be present in that moment, let alone, you know, have people, on social media, like you said, leaving comments, saying different things and not really knowing yeah. you or yeah. who you are or what you, what you enjoy, what your passions are. So I think that's amazing that you, you know, you had that experience with my opinion for those first three seasons. And then you really decided to take a break from that step back and rebrand, re relaunch and do what you're doing now, which is mm -hmm. who, what, what you enjoy, what you love leadership, all of these things that are so important. So I think that's, absolutely incredible that you were able to do that and able to come out of that place. So I'd love if you could talk to me about what your experience has been like with anxiety and panic attacks. What, what has been helpful to you in dealing with that? 
Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit um, before and, you know, my, I'm 34. So I know some people are, are like, or some women are like, they don't want to share their age. I'm not one of those people. And you don't like, seem like it. I remember I was like, <laughs> she's like 20, 21. I'm like, what? Like, no way. Like, oh, thank you. That's such a compliment. Thank you so much. Um, so drink a lot of water guys. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm 34 and like we chatted about before, I've really been struggling with this most of my life. And I don't even know if I knew the label or knew how to describe it until really college. Um, and, you know, I went through a very difficult year, my junior year, uh, I think anybody dealing with whether it's anxiety, depression, or any mental illness or any, you know, anything traumatic out there, you really remember a significant year or your first panic attack or whatever that is. And for me, it was that year, there was kind of a, a trifecta, you know, I, um, my father, has kind of, we've always kind of had an estranged relationship, but he was living in Africa and, and come to find out he had this family over there that I didn't know about. And that was very, I felt very betrayed by that. And, um, you know, I had been with my high school sweetheart for so many years since I was 14 and that relationship was a wreck and a mess. And I found out a lot of stuff about that. And I had to go back and live with him and that fell apart. And then my brother who, you know, was so near and dear and will always be to my heart had a very difficult year that year. So go by the time that this period from August to December, in December, my brother made an attempt at his life. And so I really completely fell apart. I mean, fell apart. Uh, that was when I had my first, you know, panic attack. And it was so terrifying because I have asthma. And I've told you this before, I thought I was just having an asthma attack. And it really just, you know, spiraled so quickly to the point where I was passed out and I woke up in a hospital. My girlfriends took me to the hospital and I learned what a panic attack was and trying to get that under control took so many years. And I went through this, I, you know, again, after the passing of my brother, I was 30 when my brother passed away and it all came back. So I had to really tap into these resources and tools again, um, you know, about dealing with this and how to deal with anxiety and depression, but mostly anxiety is, is what I suffer with, but you never forget your first panic attack. And that was my first true serious panic attack. And it was, it was scary. And, you know, now I have the tools to deal with it, but, um, you know, you never really forget that. Wow. That I was, feel like honestly, this, the scariest part from hearing about you talk about that would be like you thinking that that was an asthma attack you know, cause you yeah. have asthma, right? So you, you have that. So you, you're thinking what's happening right now. This is just an asthma attack, but not knowing and not, you know, that's scary just in it in itself is not knowing what's happening, not knowing what's going on. And mm -hmm. then also trying to figure out, you know, how to deal with that, how to get past that, how to overcome that. And then when you're in the moment of having a panic attack, feeling like you're going to die, feeling like you can't yeah. breathe, you can't move, you can't do anything, but continue to make it worse. And I remember, you know, you, you were telling me a story about, you know, about ha having a panic attack. I don't know if it was the first one or a panic attack you had, but you know, when you were in that moment doing something that actually ended up making it worse and then trying to deescalate yeah. and you had, I think you, you told me a really good piece of advice, um, something that you did. Cause I know you, you share with me as well that you haven't had a panic attack since like 2017. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, I mean, this was a journey. So to, to go to the really tough part. So what happens, you know, with, with that first ping attack, 
and other panic attacks that I've had, I call it the rolling rock effect, right? When it's already going down the hill, you're just kind of going, 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 going. And I feel like this can happen with any kind of episode that you're having in a mental health, you know, state. But, you know, if you don't have the tools to stop it, and I definitely didn't with that first one and, you know, ones after and, you know, subsequent ones, but, you know, it, it, you, you don't have the tools. And I was so focused on, oh my God, I'm having an asthma attack. And just, it was the rolling rock effect. And I was freaking out. And then, you know, with other panic attacks after, I didn't have those mindset tools that I know we're going to dive into a little bit more, but to really stop myself and focus and de-escalate it. And so I would start to just really focus on the attack and it would become so overwhelming. It would take over my entire body and I would feel this paralysis and it was everything. It was my mind, body, soul, everything. And you feel like you're kind of in a black hole. And I remember describing that period of my life, like living in a black hole and obviously through medication and therapy and a lot of work on myself, I came out of it. And, you know, back in 2016, 2017, I started to fall into it again, going through a traumatic experience because post-traumatic stress can obviously cause that. And, you know, I remembered a lot of these tools and it was really then that mindset became a, a bigger player for me. You know, in my twenties, I started to work with it, but I remember 30 was a big turning point, losing my brother and then realizing, okay, this is something that is coming back into play again. This is something that I have and okay, how am I going to deal with it? And really realizing a couple of things. So one tool that I know we chatted about last time is you know, you can't really do two things at once, right? Your, your brain can't focus on two things at once. So that was one tool that was just invaluable to me. So starting to, you know, whether it was, you know, okay, I'm starting to freak out. I'm starting to have this panic attack. I felt it taking over. Everybody has their triggers and feels them. So walking or focusing on something or counting or whatever it is that you can do to take your brain away that works for you needs to be your go-to tool for that. And so once I started to understand those things, it really changed for me and have those tools. But there's also the preventative side that's really important as well with, you know, mindset. And, you know, but first I had to know how to get out of those panic attacks. That was kind of step one. And that's challenging. Wow. Because I remember you telling me about doing that when you were in experiencing panic attack and trying to come out of that situation. And like you just said right there, you know, your brain can't do two things at once, especially mm -hmm. when you're in, a, in the middle of a panic attack. So you mm -hmm. said, you know, having that countdown and doing that and practicing these things and really using that to help you overcome this. And then, and, it, and obviously it worked, you know, you haven't mm -hmm. had one since 2017 and you've been also doing this mindset work. And when you came across this, and I know you mentioned, you know, starting it in your twenties, but then after, you know, in your thirties, when you, after the passing of your brother, really noticing this pattern of, you know, how, you know, how you keep finding yourself in this black hole and then coming back out of it, but then going back down and noticing, you know, how, how do I get out of this and stay out of this for good? What do I need to do? What do I need to incorporate into my daily routine or my life to help, to really help with this? So, you know, I'd love to hear about, you know, that relationship for you and what does your relationship with mindset look like today and how is it different compared to when you were at your lowest moments? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it is night and day. <laughs> um, so during that black hole time is kind of like how I refer to that 
uh, moment in time. You know, I, I guess it was going on longer than I realized and I was struggling with this longer than I realized and that just kind of became that, you know, point where the pressure cooker pops off and, you know, it happens and you realize there's something wrong. And, you know, it was just such a problem. And there was so much negative self-talk. I was always wondering what was wrong with me. You know, why do I have these issues? I would see other people that, you know, weren't having anxiety attacks. I feel like this is a very common thing with mental illness in general, whatever it is. Um, and, and you kind of dig yourself into that black hole then because you feel like you're just kind of stuck and you can't move forward if you're stuck. So, that was really challenging and, and having to, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, just say positive things, just say positive things. And that does work. But in the beginning, that is not enough. So really finding things. So a couple of things I started to do. I started to look at things that were true about myself and I could look at that and like, they're tangible in a sense, like you could hold on to that. So successes, like I know that I, you know, simple things. Like I know that I graduated high school. I know that I graduated college. I know that I graduated college with honors, like things like that, that are successes. And then you can start to build on that, but they're tangible things to show you that you are a functioning person, that you can do these things. And it starts to build yourself up because you're proving to yourself, but also your subconscious that it's real, right? And that you are worthy and that you are able to do these things, regardless of whatever you're battling, you those things are true. And then you can start to go back even further and, you know, find things in your childhood and, you know, accolades and, and whatever it is that's going to build it up. And then I found some people struggle with that at first though, because they're like, well, I haven't accomplished anything. And that's absolutely false because everybody has accomplished something. And if you have to start with something really small, that's okay. So if you're really struggling, like in the black hole period, I talk about, you know, I got up today. I made it to the gym today. I ran two miles today instead of one. Like those are things that I was like, I had to start that small and you will watch yourself get bigger and bigger and bigger because one, you are accomplishing bigger things, but two, you're also allowing yourself to recognize bigger things too. And so that's how I started to become better at that through my twenties. I slipped often because I didn't understand the importance of consistency. Um, through time I did. And you know, that's what happens with time and consistency. But really once this second period in my, you know, thirties happened, I shifted even deeper. And that's when I included gratitude because gratitude is important too, because that really elevates your uh, energy and your energy level. And when I'm talking about that, I don't mean just so you have enough energy to run around the house. No, I mean your, your vibration and what you're putting out there. And when you're grateful for things, it makes it easier for you to also tell yourself what is true and the things that you have accomplished. So it's kind of these two things. So every single day I write down at least three things that I'm grateful for. And this is also something that was hard for me in the beginning. I mean, imagine trying to write down three things you're grateful for when you just lost your brother in a homicide. I mean, that was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I hate the world. I hate everything. Like, God, why are you doing this to me? Like I had this victim mentality that I really had never had before. And that was even darker than the black hole period in some ways. So it has to start small. It has to start small. Like I'm thankful right now that I got out of bed today. I am thankful that I have people that are caring for me during this hard time, you know, things like that. And, you know, because people, when I talk to them about mindset, 
Because I do that in coaching. It's a part of everything. Whatever kind of, you know, if you're doing a podcast like this, if you're doing, if you're a coach, whatever you do in your life, mindset is a part of it. And so, you know, they'll look at me sometimes and say, I don't have anything to be grateful for today. And I'm like, well, okay, you're in a home, right? You have a home, you have running water. It has to start that small sometimes when you are in that place. So that's kind of my evolution with, with mindset and basics. I think that is so important that you brought that up of starting small, because like you said, you know, when you're in that black hole, when you're in that mentality of just coming out of a trauma, dealing with something horrific, you, it's going to be very difficult and almost impossible to identify what are three things I'm grateful for? Because you are so wrapped up, so consumed with what happened, what is going on. And like you said, it becomes a snowball effect of this sucks. This is bad. I can't get out of this. But like you said, starting small and appreciating, you know, today I woke up today. I got out of bed today. I cooked a meal today. I went on a walk, whatever it is. But also, you know, another thing that you mentioned that I think is huge is looking at what you've already accomplished in your life. Look at what you've done. Look at, and you know, it doesn't have to be like major, huge milestones. You know, it could be things that aren't like massive, but they're impactful to you and noticing that. And then also making a list and practicing gratitude, like you said, and just really noticing over time those, how those small changes are impacting your energy levels. Like you said, I love the fact that you brought that up because, you know, your energy levels of just believing in yourself, right. Of, you know, that's something that I feel like is lost when, you know, we are in these dark, dark moments and dark places is believing in ourselves. We completely lose that. So doing these things to restore that in ourselves to help us move forward because it is, you know, it does take time. It does. And it doesn't matter how much time it takes as long as you are, you know, as long as you have awareness of this is the situation I'm in and I'm not happy. I don't like it. I want to get out of it, but just having that, having that awareness and then figuring out, you know, what works for you, what is going to, what is going to move you out of this place. And it, you know, if you go back to it, you go back to it. You just keep, keep trying, keep, and like you said, consistency, mm-hmm. consistency and practicing this on a daily basis, because, you know, sometimes, you know, like I relate to you as well. You know, I remember doing, you know, trying to do gratitude before and thinking, you know, this is, this is dumb. This is not going to do anything for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this going to do me writing down on a paper, three, three things I'm grateful for. And then sitting there and, you know, I don't know what to write. I don't know. And then it's like, it's just ridiculous because you have, there is so much And that really helps you see, you know, the abundance that you have in your life and just the Mm -hmm. the value that you, that you are, you have inside of you Mm -hmm. that you can add to others. And once you start to do that work, you really, you really see it and it becomes, you know, the opposite of that dark, like snowball effect. And now you're in, yeah, now you're in a positive snowball effect of where Mm -hmm. that's what you're consuming. The majority of the time is these, is these positive things, these affirmations and things like that. So that is so major. And I'm so glad you, you shared that. And so, and it obviously has worked because look at the transformation, you know, look at, like you said, it's night and day. It's been night and day, the difference between, you know, that place you were in and then what you're doing now. And it really works. It really does because, you know, it worked for me as well. So it is major. So, yeah. So, I mean, but I'd also love to hear from you, you know, another part um, about this conversation is, do you have a daily routine that helps in maintaining a positive mindset? And if you do, what does that look like? Yeah. So I kind of shared some of it already, but 
I still maintain the gratitude. That is so important. And what I want to like make clear is like, I don't wake up every day feeling like, yes, I've conquered this. Like everything's, you know, perfect in the world. No. But what's interesting is through these routines, I have, I don't really, I shared this with you. I don't really think of myself as like, I have anxiety. Like I, I don't, think of myself like that anymore, right? So that's what these routines and consistency has done for me. And so the, and with the gratitude, like I, I buy these gratitude journals just because I love them. I'm a writer. And so like, that's just who I am. But what I've, it has three things every day. And what's so beautiful is because I do this every day and I've found over time, you know, it's become easier and easier and easier. I write way more than three things every day now. And it's because I'm like, oh wait, I'm actually thankful for this and this and this. And some of it is so small and some of it is so big. Like I write almost every day, I'm grateful for my dogs or my husband or you know what I mean? Things like that. But you know, sometimes I'll be like, I am so grateful today that I had a conversation with Paris. You know what I mean? Things like that. And so it's unique some days and then sometimes the same, but I really do feel strongly about doing that and doing that very early on in the day because it lifts your energy and it elevates your energy. Like we were talking about. Um, I'm really big on moving Um, like moving your body, whatever that is for you. I was really hung up on, I was in a really terrible car accident two years ago. And so I was always a runner. I was always into running. And so I couldn't do that anymore. And I'm still trying to like, I just am, I've just been released to start jogging. Oh, yay. Yay. Positive, right. Positive mindset. Don't give up. Um, So I had to find other ways to like move. So I kept walking and hiking. So my, you know, I encourage people to always like find what works for you. Like you don't have to do what, you know, everybody else, if you love yoga, if you look, but moving is really important because again, I'm big on this. Your mind cannot do two things at once. So I also tell people like throughout the day, like if you're having a moment of anxiety or depression or whatever it is you're battling, move, like get up and move because your body is going to be focused on that. And that's going to elevate you to the other, um, the other level. And so I will actually do that. And I do some of my physical therapy exercises too, because that's just good for my body and I need to do that, but it has helped me maintain that too. Um, and I do, I still think about, you know, I running your own business, like I do, you have to be your own boss, cheerleader, you know, planner, everything, assistant. So, you know, I still have those days where I doubt myself and I don't know, you know, I'm like, oh my God, can I do this? I mean, you see these posts on Instagram all the time where it's like the entrepreneur posts where it's like up, down, yes. I can do this. I suck. I'm this, I'm that all over the place. It's true. You know, you run your own podcast, you know, you're an entrepreneur as well. So I do have to practice that as well and look and say, okay, but I've accomplished this, this, and this, I've done this and this and this, there's no reason I can't accomplish this. So it's proving that to myself. These are practices that I still do to this day. Like it's not something that I just stopped, you know, but I'm not perfect. If I miss a day, you know, it's something I also keep a promise to myself that I'm like, okay, if I miss today, I'm going to write more things that I'm grateful for the next day because I want to elevate my energy and my vibration up. But those are really the consistent things. And then also making sure I get outside. I am, I'm into astrology. I'm a Virgo. So I really need to be connected to the earth. (laughs) So um, getting outside every single day is 
key for me. I work from home, obviously all of us going through COVID. I think that's really important for everybody. And being with my dogs, it's very therapeutic for me. So spending that quality time, uh, I think those are huge for me. And journaling, journaling is big, reflecting on, on who I am and what I'm going through. Because I think it's so cathartic and important to get everything out because it's going to come out one way or the other. So get it out in a positive way. So those are some of my things that I do. I love that. I love all of that. And I I think the biggest thing that I love is the fact that it sounds like from this is that you've learned how to have grace with yourself, grace and self-compassion instead of being so quick to be critical of yourself, right? You know, like, like you mentioned in the past of beating yourself up and keeping yourself in that black hole, right? By, by using that negative self-talk and really being able to shift that voice of, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I suck at this, whatever that is to, you know, I might not have done it today, but I'll do more tomorrow. And just trying to do things and shift that dialogue. So that way you are able to start your day off on the right foot with, with amazing energy and just being appreciative and understanding of, you know what, this isn't perfect. This situation isn't, you know, cause everybody has that everybody, you know, like you said, every, not everyone wakes up, you know, this is amazing, like super jacked, ready to go. <laughs> oh my God. Everything is amazing. Not everyone is like that. And that's kind of no. weird. If you mm-hmm. are like, how do you, what's going on with that? I don't know. But yeah. you know, like you said, yeah. you know, doing, starting small journaling, having that appreciation for yourself, you know, d- spending time with your husband, dogs, doing all these things and getting out there, yeah. moving your body and it's huge, you know, just noticing and, and, you know, doing it consistently and on a daily basis and really seeing how it's been able to help you and doing what you're doing, you know, running your business, doing these things and just continuing to keep you in that mindset of you can do this. You are able to do this. You are worthy. You are, it's possible. And I love that. That's what, like, really what I love, you know, honestly, probably the most from this entire conversation of, of this, of highlighting your story and seeing the things that you've done to come out of that place and consistently doing that and just noticing how, how much it's, it's done for you in your life. And I think that that's awesome and so amazing. And, you know, I really enjoy always getting to talk to you every time we get to chat, have have a little conversation. I love it because you always add so much value and, you know, doing what you're doing and continuing to pursue these things, I think is incredible and so important. So, you know, Maya, I just, I want to say thank you to you for, you know, taking the time out of your day to come out on Crooked Illness and have this conversation with me, dive, dive a little deeper into your story with me and really share these impactful moments and the things that have worked for you because they're they're really helpful so thank you oh my god my pleasure yeah I think they they are helpful too and I think it's just it's great to know that you know we're not perfect and it's all about that consistency and just keep going and to be kind to yourself so yeah thanks for having me Paris. yes you guys heard it from her first keep that consistency (laughs) and it is possible baby let's keep going let's keep doing it so you guys listening i hope you have loved this episode as much as i've loved putting it together whether you are listening in the daytime nighttime whatever time hope you guys have a great rest of your day and bye guys and bye maya All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. 
I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.